speaking of deaths, we're going to get into number four slash three, and that is... Evangelion! Or, you know, the full name is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, To preface this, um, if there are any things that I pronounce weirdly, I first watched this when I was, like, 12? Yeah. 11? No. Middle school. You were young. So, yeah. Like, 11 or 12. So, I've just always pronounced the names a certain way, and so if I still say them that way, I'm sorry. Um, but for reference, if you've never seen Evangelion, it did start as an anime. It is directed by Hidekai Anno, and it is a masterpiece. It is my favorite anime. It is so important to me that I'm going to try not to talk about it for too long. <laughs> well, think about how important it is. Veronica has a collection of Evangelion everything, and Mm -hmm. when I say everything, I mean everything, and I'm sure Veronica will get into that, but I'm just going to preface this by saying I know it is your favorite. Yeah. It's it's a big part. (laughs) This is my straight-up favorite anime, Um, but I'll give you a little background on it. So the context of Evangelion is set in, like, an alternate reality where there was an apocalypse basically that happened called the second impact and it happened 15 years before the anime starts um and the main character's name is shinji he's 14 15 and he was born kind of like after obviously after the second impact um he is recruited by his estranged father gendo akari to pilot one of the evangelion or eva units which are these big mech robots that his father created as part of like a military it's not really like the military but it's like an organization that is somewhat military related where they employ these evangelion units to fight against these monsters called angels um and that's that's the basic premise but it there's so much more to evangelion um you need a year to talk about it yep minimum basically in order to start this the angels I think can trigger like a third god it's just there's so much but that basically they have to fight the angels so that they don't destroy what's left of the world in tokyo 3 where they live and also trigger a third impact um there's a lot of imagery that's christianity related or religious imagery with the angels and everything um but one of the big things about Evangelion is how they really focus on like psychoanalysis and like the the like feelings and emotions of the different characters in just such a more in-depth way than any mech had ever done before and Hidekai Ano really like reimagined the mech genre by creating all these tropes that no one even knew about because he turned the genre on its head and you know this was the first time you'd seen like kind of like a shy kind of scared main character who has to pilot the mechs and then Rey is just oh my god she created a whole different genre of waifu on her own she really did um, and then there's Asuka, of course. But anyway, so there are several different Ava units, and they have to be pil- piloted by children. Basically, they have to be, like, 15 years old because they can fit inside these entry plugs, which go into the units, and then they fill with this LCL fluid that syncs them with the unit, so their own actions are then mirrored by the by the robot. Um, and Shinji moves in with not his father because his father's a piece of garbage he moves in with one of his father's employees misato who lives in tokyo 3 and she wants to take care of him because she is in charge of the pilots and 
also because she actually genuinely like cares for these kids and like gendo um so she's the one that actually convinces him to decide to be to still be a pilot um and so basically now he and along with nerve which runs the ava units it's a company that his dad is in charge of um then has to stop the rest of the angels to prevent the third impact from happening which would be the another basically apocalypse that would totally destroy the world at this point um there are 14 angels left and the one that really gets me is the last one but we'll, we'll get we'll get there um the other main characters are ray who is another pilot of ava unit zero two i believe no she's sorry she's the pilot for ava unit zero zero yeah <laughs> So Rei Ayanami is the pilot of Ava Unit 00, and she is first encountered by Shinji after she gets almost killed piloting this thing, because she's, like, the only pilot at this point. And so Shinji feels guilty and decides to try to befriend her and also becomes a pilot to basically keep her from having to be tortured over and over again by continuing to pilot these things. Um, and then another pilot joins them. Her name is Asuka Langley Soryu, or they changed that in the movies, but I don't know. It's uh, Asuka Langley Shikinami in the movies, but I prefer her original name. Um, and she is a German-Japanese-American pilot. She's very loud. She's very boisterous. She's very confident. Um, whereas Rei is very quiet, has no emotions. Me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the three of them basically are in charge of defeating all these angels, like just children. And Shinji, you know, becomes more confident. Asuka starts living with Misato um so that she can pilot and you know pilot the the robots easier because she doesn't have anyone in this country and then shinji and asuka become closer um but then shinji starts acting on his own and has to do some very horrible things that just basically ruined his life so he's the ava unit zero three is created and his friend toji is supposed to pilot it but the unit went berserk because it was infected and Shinji is ordered by his father to stop it. So, and, and Asuka like can't do anything right now because she's depressed. And so Shinji has to try to stop the, the, the Ava unit and he ends up having to like, of the order of his father, rip apart this robot with his with his friend inside. And we because their bodies sync up with the robots, they can he can feel everything that's happening to him as this Ava unit's just being destroyed. Um, in the anime, Toji does survive. In the manga, unfortunately, Shinji does accidentally kill him. And it's just, God, it's horrible. Yep. And then, you know, the next fight, they're fighting another angel, which then manipulates Asuka and has her relive her worst fears of childhood trauma. She has a mental breakdown. And then Rei has to try to save Shinji the next battle, blows up her Ava unit and freaking dies. And Ray is like, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm the third Ray. And then they find out that Ray is a clone. They are all clones of Shinji's dead mother, Yui Ikari, whose soul was absorbed by Ava Unit 01 that Shinji pilots. And the clones are these pilots that are basically his mom, who are being killed over and over again and just replaced. And people ship them? Yeah, and people ship them! Yikes. I can't do it. Um, so then Shinji's like, 
you know, this all messes with him. He's like, what the heck's going on? I'm gonna, like, go crazy. And so, you know, Ava Unit 02 doesn't have a pilot now because Bosco went nuts. So now they need someone else to pilot it. And that introduces my favorite character, Kaoru Nagisa. Now, some people pronounce his name Kaoru. Um, I have always said it Kaoru, so I'm going to continue to say that. I know that it might be wrong. I'm sorry. Please don't kill me for saying it. No. Um, but he replaces him. This is my favorite character in the whole thing. Whole thing. I just love just in Koru. general. Just in general, he's. My, I have a collection of Koru figures. Yes, it's it's <laughs> impressive. If I see anything with him on it, I buy it. Mm-hmm. Well, official version is. Um, I just God, I love him. But he ends up replacing Asuka as the pilot of Ava Unit Zero Two. He befriends Shinji, and this is probably like one of the most horrible things for me. But. So he, he befriends Shinji, and he's the first and only person who has ever shown Shinji any kind of love or understanding in his entire life. Um, and so Shinji, you know, has confusing feelings for Kaworu because Kaworu tells him that he loves him. And in the manga, there's actually a kiss scene between them, so their relationship and Kaworu's affection for Shinji is more explicit in the manga, but of course the manga came after the anime. Um, so I'm just gonna be talking about the anime here, but, um, you know, Shinji has all these confusing feelings, because Kaworu was the first person who ever shown him, like, love or affection in his entire life. Like, his own father doesn't love him, his mother is dead, and he doesn't really remember her, and now just found out that there are a bunch of clones of her running around, um, that his dad created, um, you know, Asuka is, you know, she's not she checked out um you know he he just has nobody and so you know he finally found someone who loves and understands him and then he finds out that this is the final angel the 14th angel tabris and it's just a horrible heart-wrenching moment because shinji has to kill him to prevent the third impact and koru knows that koru doesn't want to kill shinji so he tells Shinji to kill him and he basically tells him that you know if he loves him or has any feelings for him that he he needs to kill him because that he needs to stop the third impact so Shinji has to kill you know the only person who's ever loved him who he you know has probably has feelings for with basically his bare hands because he is controlling the 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 Ava unit with his own body so you know he has to crush his own friend in his hand right in front of him and, you know, he, he has to do this as he's being told that he's loved for the first time in his, like, 14, 15 years of being alive. And he just has to kill this person. And it's just, it's really, God, it's one of the most tragic scenes for me because I just really love that character. And just Shinji's been through so much. And, like, finally someone is there for them and cares about him. And he finds out that this is the person that he's destined to kill. And it's not even his fault that he had to kill him. He literally had to. Exactly. And and Kaworu was born an angel, but he didn't ask to be. He even says that he was born to meet Shinji because, he, I mean, Shinji was destined to stop him. Yeah. Uh, soulmates. They are soulmates. <laughs> um, and this is, like, really, like, kind of, like, rubbed in with the Symphony 9 chorus, which talks about very similar themes to this whole death scene it's just oh god it's awful it, it's really one of the most heart-wrenching moments for me because i i like even wrote like a a, a story centered around the scene mm-hmm. where i like kind of like expand on it a little bit because it's just like it's just so impactful to me 
and and even Gellion's full of these. Like, I, I, I talk about Kawaru's death just because it's the most impactful to me, but let's be real, everyone pretty much dies at the end. Um, and I mean, end of Evangelion, like, ugh. There's just so much that happens in this series. There's just, there's so much. I feel like I can't go over all of it, but there's some other, like, truly horrible things that happens to the characters, like poor Asuka finding her mother who's dead and hanging from the ceiling after being select after being selected to pilot Ava Unit 02, which her mother's soul was absorbed into, which caused her mother to go, like, catatonic and basically want to kill Asuka, which in the manga is a little more explicit. I think in the manga she does actually try to kill Asuka, um, before she kills herself. Um, and, you know, Asuka... Asuka gets selected to pilot this Ava and she's just so excited and comes back to see her mother hanging there dead and doesn't even realize that the whole reason her mother went crazy and killed herself was because her body, her, her soul was absorbed into the unit that, that Asuka was selected to pilot. It's just so sad and it really does explain a lot of why Asuka is the way she is and why she just doesn't get close to other people. Um, the, you know, the death of Ava Unit 03 that I was talking about with Toji inside where you know, Gendo orders Shinji to rip apart this Ava unit with his friend in it. Horrible. Um, Rei sacrificing herself for Shinji. Also horrible. Like, this is the first time in the whole series that she ever shows emotion. So it's, like, a very, very impactful moment because it's the first time you ever see her show emotion. And Ritsuko, um, one of the other people who works at NERV, you know, show, is visibly upset. She just breaks down after this because, you know, she she has seen Rey do all of these things this whole time and Rey sacrifices herself for this and it's just so awful I mean like the whole s series is just really depressing which is like seeing like the way these characters like feel about themselves especially the female characters like R Ritsuko, Asuka, and Misato like just seeing how much they hate themselves and they just like break down in tears just like looking at themselves or thinking about themselves and it's just Every single character in this entire anime is just so tortured and going through so much and, like, they never get any sort of, like, happiness. It's just... It's so sad. I think there's another one on this list that's quite like that. Oh, yeah, is there? <laughs> okay, so that leads us to number two. Yeah, number two. Number two is, of course, Monica Magica. Yeah, or Monica. Puella Magi, Monica Magica. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Veronica and I watched this one together. We like, did. The same we did with number one, and... I think we watched it a year after it came out. I think so, yeah. Yeah. We were just expecting a cute magical girl anime. No. That's not what we got. Instead, we got Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Because you're, you're watching it, and you're like, oh, okay, this is just a cute magical girl anime, and then episode four happens, and mm -hmm. then you realize you are not watching a cute magical girl anime. No. Well, something happens in episode two with Mommy, and you're like, oh, well, maybe it's just... Maybe it's just a little, little thing. Little thing. Yeah. No. 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 The whole thing. No, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing. Horrible. Yeah. I mean, God, I, mommy's mommy. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about Monica Magica a little bit. Um. Well. Okay. So I. I mean. I guess the best way to describe it is that you can. They can choose to become a magical girl. Yeah. Right? Oh, if, I read the manga recently, so I oh, can. Yeah. Uh. The manga just came out. <laughs> so in Monica Magica, there's this creature named Kyubei, who is like this little cat fox looking thing that 
offers a magical girl contract to people so that if they, you know, want to sign this contract, they can have a wish fulfilled and they can become a magical girl. And the magical girls fight against these things called witches and they have these soul gems that they have to keep purified by, like, fighting witches. Otherwise, they'll become... Well, they don't really tell you at first, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the premise is that they become witches themselves, which is a big reveal later in the series, um, if their soul gem becomes completely corrupted. They basically sell their souls to become magical girls. Yep, pretty much. And this is, like, the first, like, big anime where they, like, kind of turn the magical girl genre on, like, on its head. Kind of like what Evangelion did with mech series, where, um... Madoka Magica just kind of showed, like, the dark side of making that kind of contract and, like, how, you know, you can be manipulated into doing something like this, thinking that you're helping people and you're actually, like, putting yourself in danger. Um, So the story follows Madoka, who is a young pink-haired girl who's, like, in middle school, and she has two friends. I forgot the green-haired girl's name, but she's not really relevant. Is it he's he told me the other girl? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, who cares? Whatever. And and Sayaka. So Sayaka has blue hair, and she's like the one that actually like is kind of relevant. Yeah. Uh, the other one, she shows up a couple times, but Madoka and Sayaka, you know, they're chilling, going to school, and Madoka sees this new girl at school with dark hair beating the crap out of this cat fox thing, and it calls for Madoka to save it and then she and Sayaka save it and then that's Kyubei and Kyubei tells them about the magical girl thing and they're like whoa what's that and then they meet mommy who is a magical girl at the school and she tells them all about being a magical girl and invites them over to her house and gives them all these lessons and is just so happy that there are other people she realized she wasn't alone and having these girls you know spend time with her and everything like that was honestly really important to her because i mean imagine she even lives alone exactly she's all alone or in middle school yeah she's completely alone yeah she's totally alone she has no one and so when she meets madoka and sayaka she even says that she's happy she's not doesn't have to be alone anymore and i guess i guess we get into it huh yeah who do you want to start with let's start with mommy it's the first okay just go ahead Okay, so there's this really horrible, truly horrible scene where, you know, there's a witch that is about to hatch because there are these grief seeds that pop up around the, you know, town or whatever. And these grief seeds, if they hatch, they become a witch. And if they are taken care of before they hatch, then I think it's, it's like, less serious. But if they hatch and become witches, then they're more dangerous. But some magical girls like to wait until they become grief seeds and fight them so that they can get the... They're kind of, like, stuck. They can yeah, get the grief see, seed, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, they... I mean, basically, they're just trying to fight. These yeah, people. anyway, so this there's a, a witch that's about to hatch, and they go to where it's about to hatch, and mommy's like oh we'll take care of this really quickly it'll be really easy it's about to hatch i got it so they go and they're about to do it and then homura shows up and she's like what's up and they're like hey homura can you not like come here and ruin everything again like you were beating the crap out of kubei last time so then they 
trapped. I think she gets trapped with like some strings. Like mommy ties her up, and so she's stuck there while they're going to fight the witch. And Homer can't get out. Um, and so, uh, Monica and mommy are talking and. Monica's like, yeah, I really want to be a magical girl so that you don't have to be alone anymore and you'll never have to be alone again. And mommy's like, oh my god, thank you. This is the first time I've ever not felt alone in the world and I'm scared all the time and I, I just don't like showing it because I'm supposed to be your senpai. But, you know, I'm really happy to hear that and I'm, I'm so glad that, like, you're gonna be, yeah, I won't be alone anymore. And they go to fight the witch and they, this little tiny little baby thing hatches and she goes and, like, fights it and it's like, okay, we took care of it, and turns around. No, that wasn't the witch. That was a red herring. That was, like, its tail or something. The actual witch just comes and takes her head off in one fell swoop just out of nowhere. And you're not... At this point, you still just think it's an innocent magical girl anime, but as soon as you see Mommy die, it it changes everything. It, it does, because you're not... You don't see it coming. No, you don't think she's gonna die. No, because they, they've never, like... They haven't shown anything like that in, mm-hmm. the, in the series yet. You know, you see somebody beating the crap out of Kyube, but you yeah. don't really get what that means. Yeah, because, I mean, the environment in Monica Magica starts off so innocent. They're middle schoolers. Yeah. I, I mean, like, they're they're kids. That's yeah. like it, it looks like a cute little magical exactly. girl anime. And then, and then Mommy's head gets taken off by this freaking circus clown. And, oh my god, it's so horrible. The whole scene just... It was messed up. All of the... There are many deaths in this mm-hmm. anime, and all of the death scenes are just tragic. Mm-hmm. And Veronica and I both have favorite characters, and we can talk about them a little bit, but I'll let Veronica go first, because Homura is more relevant than Kyoko, even yeah. though Kyoko's still relevant. Speaking of Homura, just the part where she is tied up by Mommy's powers, and then the powers start to dissolve, and Homura realizes that that's because Mommy died and goes and tries to take out the witch to save Madoka and Sayaka was just a big character moment, yeah. I think, for her, where you see she's not all bad. Um, but the thing is, Madoka and Sayaka don't know that she was tied up, I believe, so they don't really know that yeah. she couldn't make it. Um, God, but I just, real quick, I want to talk about the I remember this was in the manga like they really milked this one Um, but after mommy dies the next day Madoka is obviously scarred for life but her family can't know what's going on so her family's like what's wrong do you not like your breakfast and she's in tears is just saying food's so much better when you're alive to enjoy it and god that took me out yeah Homura is my favorite character she has been through a lot, but chronologically, I think someone else comes first, unless you want to talk about Sayaka a little bit. You can introduce Kyoko and Sayaka a little bit, and then I'll just okay. add in. Um, so Sayaka is, you know, Monica's best friend. She, after all of this, is like, oh my god, well, what are we going to do? Like, mommy just died. And so she wants to become a magical girl so that they can stop the witches and carry on mommy's legacy, and Monica's scared because of what just happened. And so Sayaka decides that you know she's in love with this guy who used to be a piano player but his hands were injured and now he can't play anymore and she brings him music every day and goes to the hospital and he starts to say that she's torturing him by bringing him music of things he can't even play anymore so then he gets upset with her and so she decides that in order to fix it she's going to use her wish to help him which she was advised against by everybody (laughs) literally everybody told her not to do that um, but she uses her wish to help him, becomes a magical girl, and guess what? He dates her friend instead, not her. The other one, the one with the green hair nobody cares about. Yeah, he didn't want to be with her. Yeah, so that kind of sends Sayaka down a downward yeah. spiral. And Kyoko, introduce Kyoko, who when mommy died, decides that she's going to take over 
uh, mommy's area that she controls as a magical girl. Um, but then Sayaka becomes a magical girl before Kyoko can take over. So Kyoko feels like she's in competition with Sayaka, but then she also relates to Sayaka. So now you can take it from here. Kyoko tries, she's one of the characters that I think her death affected a lot of people because she was such a good friend to everyone and she really always wanted to protect Sayaka. And she started out kind of like as a kind of Asuka type yeah, character yeah, too. Yeah, she was very like boisterous and, and I mean they even have both have, you know, pink, reddish hair. Yeah. <laughs> Asuka always has red, but you know what I mean, or orange, whatever. But they're both, or she's, she's a really good character. She's awesome. She's a great fighter, and, and I, I'm sure you can go into more detail about her, but... Um, like her past? Yeah. Well, I can, I can go into why she became a magical girl. Okay. So, Kyoko wanted to become a magical girl because she was always alone. Um, she didn't have anyone, and she... I was trying to help her dad, who killed her mom and her sister, and then killed himself. But she made, became a magical girl to, you know, help help him. Because was, he was a pastor, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was a pastor for this church, and nobody was showing up to the church, so in order to try to help him, she made the wish that people would start listening to everything he said. And people start showing up to the church, but then when he found out that the reason they were only showing up was because of her wish... He went crazy mm-hmm. and punishes her for that. For some odd reason, because, I mean, your your child's trying to help you, and you punish her by literally destroying everything that she loves. Yeah, by just killing yeah. everyone and yourself. Yeah. She she literally gave her soul away to help him. Yep. But, but he just went crazy when he figured out that, like, it wasn't his own work that was making people listen to him. Exactly. And, um, well... I think just the part of her death that was that affected everyone the most was because she didn't want anyone to be alone. She didn't want Sayaka to be alone. She she just you know because she was alone growing up, mm-hmm. so she didn't want that. So exactly, she, and she made a wish for someone else, and so did Sayaka. Exactly. So she wanted to help her. Exactly. So she chose to die to save Sayaka. Who? Turned into a witch. Shocker. <laughs> yep, because Sayaga, you know, depressed, finding out that the guy that she risked everything for didn't actually like her and wanted to be with someone else, went down a similar path to Kyoko's dad, which is what Kyoko was trying to prevent by warning Sayaka not to do that. And she told her not to make a wish for someone else, but Sayaka did it anyway, and Sayaka couldn't handle it when things didn't work out in her favor, just like what happened to Kyoko's dad. So Kyoko has to see what happened to her dad happen all over again with Sayaka. and But Sayaka's a witch now, and she has to try to stop her. But in stopping her, she also has to sacrifice herself. And it's just... Messed up. It is messed up, because Kyoko didn't ask for... Like, she was just trying to help her family, and that, you know, that backfired on her. Yeah. And then... So she put out puts out this cold, hard exterior to other people, because she's scared of, you know, being hurt by someone that she trusts who she's just trying to help, and then she tries to help Sayaka, and Sayaka doesn't listen, becomes a witch, and leads to Kyoko mm-hmm. dying, too. God, is so tragic. I also think, um, if you want to talk about it, home, or the whole reason Homura is who oh, she yeah. is and why That's she one is of the saddest things. It's horrible. So, you find out that, like, they're all trying to, basically, like, there's this big thing that's gonna happen in a few days that's gonna, like, destroy everything and Madoka is the only person left basically who can stop it um, but Madoka hasn't become a magical girl yet she still hasn't made the contract and she doesn't know what she's going to wish for 
and the big event is called Walpurgis Day, I believe, and um, in order to stop it, Monica, you know, has to become a magical girl because she's the only person powerful enough to be able to stop it, according to Kube. and Homura reveals to Monica that everything that's happened was because of Monica. So Homura's wish when she became a magical girl was to save Monica. And then you find out that Monica actually was the first of the magical girls and basically on Walpurgis Day everyone died and Homer had to watch them all die and so when she finally made her contract when she was just this shy little girl with glasses she wished that she could save Monica and so anytime Monica dies the timeline resets Homer gets spit back in time and has to try to stop it from happening so Homer has just been in this loop over and over again watching everyone die every single time trying to stop it trying to like help Monica and that's why she is the way she is I mean exactly and also for someone who's alone too having people your friends not remember who you are exactly and they think you're the bad guy because you're trying to stop everything from happening but they don't know that and so everyone thinks Homer is this horrible person the whole time, but she's just been trying to save everyone. It's just Sayaka that's the horrible person. Yeah, yeah it's just Sayaka. We're anti-Sayaka. Puts everyone else in danger mm-hmm. with her stupidity. Yep. Even though she was told not to do it, and Kyoko tried to warn her, and she put Kyoko in danger. It, over a man? Over a man! Are you kidding me? Who didn't even want yeah, her? exactly. Girl, come on. Yeah, like, really. Kyoko probably would have been fine with you, so, I mean, you can chill. Alright, I do low-key ship Sayaka and Kyoko. Oh, no, me too, absolutely. Yeah. Same with Homura and Monica. Well, that's kind of can't yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so basically in order to stop everything from happening this in this timeline because Monica doesn't want to have to have Homer go through all of this again her magical girl wish at the end of the series is to stop witches from ever being born so basically Monica has an op or basically becomes a goddess at this point where she can now she appears to witches who are about to or magical girls who are about to turn into witches and offers them basically heaven as an alternative to turning into a witch and so because witches never existed magical girls also aren't needed and it's really sad it's so sad because monica in order to do this basically doesn't exist anymore because in order to become you know a goddess basically who stops witches from ever being born she basically doesn't exist anymore in the normal timeline yeah. because she's ascended. So Homura finally saves Monica, and she still can't save her because Monica can't be in the same place as her anymore. And doesn't I think the timeline resets again and no one remembers her? Yeah, there's no except Homura. Yeah, except Homura, who at the end puts like a red ribbon in her hair for Monica when she goes back to school as a normal person again. It's just oh my god, it's. It's horrible. It takes it. It takes it out of you. The, the, the scene between Homer and Monica at the end too is just so heart wrenching because everything Homer has done has been for Monica, and she's finally saved her, and now Monica is still kind of dying. When and she and now it's to the point where she can never see Monica again. When they're on the ground with the soul gems, and Monica's crying to Homer about, you know, everything. Oh, oh no, that just no, no. that killed me. God, how are we going to talk about number one if we're still? Oh, I know. Right? <laughs> So, that's Monica Magica. Number one. I know. Number one. I feel like it's a lot of people's number one. And we honestly didn't even have to debate this one. We knew it no, was going to be number absolutely. one. And we knew Monica Magica was going to be number two. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it on this list yet, you probably know what we're yeah. about to say. 
Devil Man Cry Baby. Yep. Of course, Devil Man Cry Baby. Devil Man Cry Baby. God, that anime ruined my life. We. <laughs> it's like my second favorite anime now, and it's, oh my God. it ruined my life. It's fans. It's just also. I want to just quickly say about Monica Magica. It reminds Homer's, you know, coming like going everything reversing again or going back again and again reminds me of Rika and Higurashi. You're right. That. that is kind of like Rika, where she's just mm. destined to keep repeating the same exactly. loop, trying to prevent these things from happening. Exactly. So sad, but I it's really sad. So I know we're talking it's about Keiichi doesn't become a goddess. No, I mean he should be to be honest, but it's fine. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Devil Man Crybaby, Akira and Rio. <laughs> Devil Man Crybaby. Okay, so this is another one of those animes where like you don't get to be happy at the no. end. Because you watch episode one and two and you're like, what am I, what? this is weird as hell, what yeah. am I watching? And just, we watched this together. Yeah. We're sisters. So mm-hmm. the scenes in the club were very strange yeah. to us. That, you know, Akira, when he first goes devil man, when he's at the, mm-hmm. the scene in the, at the school. Yeah. Where, uh, ugh. Uh-huh. That was really weird to watch Bro. together. But once we got past those parts, yeah. it was fine. Yeah, exactly. So if you're unfamiliar with Devil Man Crybaby... Um, it is a remake of the Devilman anime that is also an adaptation, of course, of the Devilman manga. Um, it is both more similar to the manga and also a little different. But the the manga is a lot longer, so there's just so much in it that they obviously couldn't try to put into Crybaby. Um, and they did change a little bit of Ryo's backstory and some stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, so basically the premise of Devilman Crybaby is, well, it starts off with Akira, he's this, you know, frail little boy yeah, A weak little he's, man. He's a weak he's little man. He's so cute. He's, oh my god, he's, I love him when he's like he's that. He's so precious. He, he, you know, he's, he's slow, not, he's like, he can't run quickly. Yeah, he, he's know? on the track so, team, but he's yeah, not fast. Exactly, and, you know, everyone, he's... He's just a weakling in general. Yeah, he can't he's just a himself. normal dude. Like, he's exactly. Shinji. He, 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 it's it's literally Shinji and Kuro, but go off, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. Um, I mean, one of them's an angel. Exactly. We love to see it. <laughs> and then, um, you can continue. And then his childhood friend shows up out of nowhere and is like, yo, get in my car. He's like, okay. He's got a gun. <laughs> uh, you know, Akira is in the middle of being accosted by these rappers who oh are trying god. to flirt with his friend. The rappers are the best characters. Oh, the best characters. Oh my god, they're so funny and their raps are fire. <laughs> so Akira's just shown with his friend Miki, who's mm-hmm. also on the track team, and then Ryo, his childhood friend, pops up out of nowhere. And he's like, we gotta go. We gotta go right now. And he's like, get in my car. I've got a gun. <laughs> I got a gun. <laughs> and basically, uh, Ryo goes on this crazy rant about how devil men exist and like you can go take this drug at a club and become a devil man and we need to stop the devil man the devil men by becoming a devil man and so Akira's like let's go to the club <laughs> yeah Akira's like oh I guess but he and then when Akira goes obviously he's weirded out and everyone I mean obvi- rightfully he's weirded out he's you know yeah, there's, there's little there's yeah. drugs there's sex there's it's blood a, yeah you everything's see, happening in this yeah. club the blood part go off go ahead basically Ryo makes him take this drug and Mm -hmm. this drug makes him like woo devil man but then everyone starts fighting each other and trying to kill each other and Akira's like whoa whoa um and then Ryo's killing people Akira's killing people Akira turns into a devil man yeah and 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 Akira's devil man look is completely different he's buff he like looks he's quote-unquote hot he has he's got like, a nice tan yeah he's got freaking eyeliner he, he looks great oh his eyebrow oh my god and he's the, so the fat butt chin too. The butt. <laughs> and he's so fast he's so fast 
Um, I, you obviously can't see my laptop right in front of us right now, but I do have a few Devilman Crybaby stickers where they kind of make yes. fun of the way that the people who become Devilman run. It's ridiculous. It's Come ridiculous. on. It's like Scooby-Doo. It's, 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 <laughs> it is. It's Scooby. Um, but yeah, when they run, they, like, get down on all fours and basically run, like, Scooby-Doo yeah, style. It's, oh my god, that's perfect. It's so funny. Like, the first time we watched it, we were dying. <laughs> But see, we didn't know that all of this was leading into one of the most tragic mm-hmm. animes we've ever seen in yep. our whole lives. Because it's just, like, fun. They're doing this devil man stuff. And then you find out that Ryo is, like, kind of, like, orchestrating all of this stuff. Because he's, like, trying to create, like, what, like a, like a devil man revolution yeah. or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, his destiny. Yeah. And then, big reveal... Uh, Rio was Lucifer this whole time. Yeah, literally or, Lucifer. Sorry, Satan. Yeah, literally sorry, Satan. Satan. Literally Satan. <laughs> yeah, he was literally Satan this whole time, and he and Akira have been destined to fight each other throughout time, over and over again, battling throughout time. There's and so much death, though. There's it so is... much death. So basically, when the war, when Rio outs all of the Devilmen on live TV, <laughs> freaking what yeah, a... and then it's like, <sighs> oh. You gotta kill these guys, they're evil, to start a war between, like, the people and the devil men. And he did just that. Yeah, he did just that. So, then he starts a war between the people and the devil men. So then people are coming after all of the people that they talked about on TV. So, they're coming after Miko. They're coming after Miki for being near Miko. They're coming after the rappers for helping Miko and Akira. The amount of disrespect coming for the rappers. So, yeah, there's just, oh, God, it, the, the war, like, all of that stuff is just, like, so fast-paced. Like, it just happens, like, everything's kind of, like, chill in the series, you know, Rio's yeah. up to something, and then just, well, he and, turns on them, and, like, the war starts. And that's the thing that sucks, too, is because Akira, well, Akira becomes, you know, his personality changes when he becomes a devil man. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still who he was, but he's obviously, like, more confident, more mature now, and even when he's trying to you know, get rid of all these devil men, devil men, men to shoot, <laughs> I guess, to save his friends. He still, you know, doesn't want to kill Rio. He doesn't want to fight Rio. He, you know, Rio means a lot to him. So exactly. it's, it's really tough for Akira because on one hand, all of his friends are, you know, that they're targets to be killed. And, you know, on the same token, Rio is the one who's, you know, causing all of it to happen. So it's, it's really difficult for Akira. Um, and, there's just this horrible, horrible scene where they're the the rappers, Miki, Miko, they're all in the cars. They're all in cars trying to drive away. And one by one, they just get killed. Yep. It's just... They get shot. They get killed. Even the rappers. What did the... They... It was messed up. Yeah. So the, the mob who saw all this stuff on the TV, obviously, um, that you were veronica was describing yeah. they uh get paranoid and that's why they kill um miki and all the rappers and everyone that akira knows and akira kills them but the 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 main thing i think was that set it off was when they did go to the club the devil men were the ones that entered and yeah. were you know causing people because to... ryo just pops in and he's like demons are real and akira's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah. and then they go to the club ryo starts attacking people he makes Akira become a devil man, like, oh. and then he films this whole thing happening, and Akira saves him, and then they're like, let's go find devil men, or, and stop the demons and all of this stuff, and then he freaking just shows the footage of Akira, who saved him shortly after that on live TV and gets everyone who's ever known Akira killed because everyone gets paranoid that people can turn into devils, mm-hmm. and ugh. then... 
we can go to the part after everyone is freaking murdered that he knows. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the tragic deaths in a second, but this is the end. So, Ryo, like, doesn't care about any of the stuff that's happening. He doesn't care that all these people are being murdered or any of this. But the only person that he's ever cared about was Akira. Because he loved Akira. Because he loved Akira, and he tells him that. And so he's sitting there at the end of the series, reminiscing with Akira about all the times they had, and when they were children together, and then they pan out, and you realize that there's only half of Akira's body left, and he realizes that Akira's dead, and he just cradles Akira's dead body as the world is just destroyed and restarts again. And he's someone who was usually void of emotion and having Mm -hmm. that one person that he loved, having to fight the one person that truly loved him and he loved and having those emotions was, Mm -hmm. it was heartbreaking to see because, you know, because it's like Ray where Ray doesn't show any emotion the whole time, but when she does, when it's, she's about to die protecting someone that she cares about for the first time. It's so exactly. emotional. And you don't want to hate Ryo. I mean, I didn't. I never hated Ryo through he's the whole He's my favorite character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is, he's such a good character, and you, you kind of see why he's doing what he is, because he, he's quote-unquote destined to do it, but it's just, it's horrible to see, you know, everyone... Because Akira doesn't know that everything goes back. It's it's kind of like a Madoka Magic. Only exactly. Homura knows. Only Ryo knows, and he has to do everything. And just it's it just... He's suffering constantly, and losing his best friend every time it's just it's horrible Mm -hmm. and the the other characters deaths are just so freaking tragic too like they're brutal they're so brutal so miki and miko i want to talk about this one for a little Mm -hmm. bit because that one really got me too but miki and miko are both named the same thing but one of them gets to have the nickname miki and one of them has the just go by miko because the other one got the name nickname miki first and then Miko is jealous because she wants to be Miki. And she's shy. Like, she's not the best at running. And she gets taken over by a devil and becomes a devil man also. Um, or a demon. And so she kind of becomes, like, hotter. She becomes more confident. She becomes, like, more outgoing. And she becomes a better runner. And she starts getting, like, more popular and, like, kind of knocking M- Miki down a peg. And... So they've been kind of like in competition. Well, Miki sees Miko as a friend, but Miko sees Miki as competition. And so they've been kind of like clashing a little bit this whole time. Like poor Miko was taken advantage of by a photographer who tried to take advantage of Miki as well. Um, Because they were, that's the skeevy dudes trying to take pictures of underage girls. And they both were like part of the track team. Um, So they did a lot of the same things, but... Miko was more susceptible to being taken advantage of because she was more shy so then she also is more susceptible to become a devil or a demon and so the the fact that they just clash the whole time and then at the end when they're escaping from the angry mob oh and God. Miko transforms into a spider creature <laughs> and Miki's riding on her back and they're talking and Miko's like well I never really hated you I've always actually loved you this whole time and Miki's like I've loved you too right oh as God. they both die just it's destroyed me because they both were good like they were good characters they were exactly they were so so sweet and and like miko never was the type to you know she was the rappers were hitting on her whatever she people like to kind of wanted 
her and Akira, but... Yeah, because it's kind of implied okay. that they both have crushes yeah. on each other, but nothing ever exactly. happens. And it's just the scene with the motorcycle that yeah. she imagines as she's dying. Oh, yeah. And she li- and she lives with him. Yeah. Yeah, and they live together. Yeah. Um, but yet, they never, like, explicitly say anything, like, that they have whatever feelings for each other, but um, at the end, at least you, like, realize that at least Miki and Miko kind of had some sort of connection before they died, you know? Yeah. That, I, that moment between them, like, really, like, just pulled at my heartstrings because it was so nice seeing, like, some kind of, like, you know, reconciliation between them and them finally confessing how, like, they really have felt this whole mm-hmm. time just for them to both immediately die. And the rappers were going to save Miko, right? Cause yeah, one, they Because one of the... Miki and Miko, I think. Yeah, but I think one of the main rappers liked Miko, right? Yes, yeah. the one Wa- with the glasses, yeah, the yellow glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He liked Miko, and then Wamu liked Miki. Yes, Wamu, and yeah, so they were going to go save them. But and it it's kind of like v- vague that Miko killed the guy with the glasses. Yeah, like the guy with the yellow glasses. I don't remember his name, but Miko killed him. It's kind of vague. The other rappers figure it out and try to kill Miko, but. Wamu wants to protect Miki, so isn't it that the other rappers turn against him? I think so. Yeah. So the other... Oh, God. You could talk about it. Oh, it's... I think you you said what needs to be said. It's <laughs> messed up. We loved the rappers. Because they were... I mean, even though we're just calling them the rappers and they're in a group, they were still, in our opinion, significant characters. And mm-hmm. they were... Um, well, Wamu best, is best boy. He, oh, my God. He's the most wholesome, adorable boy. Yeah, we love Wamu. We do. Oh my god, Team Wamu. But either... So, well, it's just that their raps, you know, when they came up, it was kind of refreshing in a way. Yeah, and, and the was, rap was yeah, awesome. The, the raps are so good. And and having that was nice. And then them, them just getting done dirty was... Oh my god. And just that, like, Miki and Miko finally thinking that they've been saved, and Wamu is in the car, and the door opens, and Wamu's dead body falls oh, out as Miki god. is being scarred, and the other, the guys try to kill Miko, the other rappers, because they think that she intentionally killed their friend, and so then Miki and Miko run away, and it was that horrible is before their tragic deaths. The body falling out of the car, too. Oh my god, that messed us mm-hmm. up. Oh, and Miki's family's dying, oh, like, death... Like, the the brother becoming a devil. Yeah. And then killing the mom. And then the dad coming in and finding what happened and having to kill his own son. God, that was horrible. It's brutal. Everything about this anime is... I think when we finished watching it, we just could not talk. And we, we couldn't. could not focus. It's where you just kind of stare at a wall because you don't know how to feel. Yeah, and it just emotionally destroyed it, us. We'll never recover. I mean, that's the same thing with uh, Old Man Logan. We'll never recover. Oh yeah, I don't. I honestly, we. I don't think I can watch that movie again, and I don't know if I can watch like the last episode of Devil May Cry. It's, it's so good, but you know what's gonna happen. Exactly. And even watching a clip of it online will, like makes me emotional, so I can't imagine watching it again. But it's amazing. It is it's so so good. so good. We we really we really like it, and um, highly recommend just like everything else on this list. So I mean, there are a lot more animes that we love and have parts of it that made us emotional but these are the 10 that like that really stuck yeah, with us as yeah. being emotionally yeah destructive the ones we think about at night yep the I, ones that really got us 
I'll never forget like watching some of them and then when you're finished you just don't know how to react because it's like 1 a.m and you've been watching all yep. and you finish it <laughs> what do I do when I rewatched um Code Geass a few months ago I just binge watched mm-hmm. R1 and R2 and when I got to the end of it I just was emotionally dead because I <sighs> what are you supposed to do yeah and then like Lelouch just dies I'm, now I need to reflect for I know, right? Sometimes I don't think, you know, just think about it, it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I guess we can, we can put it there. It's been almost two hours because we've been talking about anime. Yeah, sorry. I know, yeah, sorry, but uh, we hope you enjoyed and we like talking about this. Yeah, uh, we do fun. like talking about this and it's fun for us to make lists like this and stuff. Yeah, so we can remember in the future. Yeah, so thanks for checking it out and bearing with us the whole time yeah thank you and sorry for our storytelling but that's just (laughs) how we tell stories (laughs) all right we'll try to do more anime stuff soon with like maybe more lists of anime that fit certain characteristics thank you sorry yeah thank you bye